This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks. Jenny Craig totally worked. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. That's my body right. wants bread, and I'm going to give my body what it wants. Oh my God. <laughs> so I naturally. Medical studies prove that overeating is the number one reason for weight gain. If you need to lose weight, you Welcome to Fat Camp, a podcast that throws a comedy eye over our societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer, we are not health experts, but we are fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm your co-host, Connor Dowling. Welcome to Fat Camp. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fad Camp Connor. We have a special guest. Grace, I'm very excited. Yeah. Our special guest. I know a lot more. I know more of her work than you do. So what's nice about this interview is like you're going to be learning a lot about Cara as we talk. But for our listeners, by way of welcoming um, our guest today and introducing her to our listeners who may not know her as Connor didn't know her as much as I do. Um, I'm going to read out how she describes herself on her brilliant Instagram account. Cara McBee is a comedian feminist, anti-diet, fat, ranty, omnisexual mum, her hilarious and viral OBCC sketches, OBCC by the way meaning overweight bitches content creators helpline, (laughs) have helped earn her a legion of fans due to her frank and funny take on body positivity and her skewering of diet culture. Cara, welcome to Fad Camp. Welcome to Fad Camp. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, the pressure's so- on now, though, because you said, like, it's got to be good. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Well, I really like to up the ante when I introduce. That's more for us, to be honest. We have to be good. We're like, come on, guys, you can do better. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Really tough on ourselves, you know. You've, like, you've made, like, genuinely hilarious sketches on yeah. diet culture. So we feel the pressure as, like, a comedy <laughs> High culture yeah. podcast to keep up. Um, now, Cara, right, to ease, we like to ease our guests into talking about diets and diet culture, which I find incredibly triggering, and yet we do it all the time to ourselves. So we like to ease our guests in by letting them know what kind of diets we've fallen prey to in the past, right? So I have had bowls of special K on what you can guess was the special K diet. I've emigrated to Slimming World more than once in my life. And I did once spend over 300 euro on a hypnotic gastric band. Uh, Connor, what kind of diets did you partake in in the past? Well, I have a hilarious story about the time when I was about eight years old. And I heard that if you drank water, you could lose weight. And I tr- must have drank about half a gallon of water in the space of half an hour. <laughs> and I almost died. <laughs> oh, Connor, I have never heard this story. Oh, my I've God. I've just been saving it for for the perfect moment, you know. And the um, perfect moment is now by introducing Karen. <laughs> I nearly died. I swear to God, I nearly died. So that was my introduction to dieting. And since then, I've done a slow carb diet, all of the protein, and uh, the potato diet, which was one of my finer moments yeah. in the fad diet. That sounds diet good. The potato diet. I'd be down for that. <laughs> like just What is it? Just purely potatoes? It's two weeks, just potatoes, nothing else. And then you start to introduce other foods, you know, like then you start to maybe have some corn or some celery. 
and um, the idea is yum, that you yum. can have as many potatoes <laughs> as you want. Um, so you're just you'll be eating when you're hungry. You'll be stopping when you're full. And apparently you lose a lot of weight, but I only made it four days because I just went insane. I just went insane. But can, I, can you, are you allowed them in chip form? You are like, allowed them in chip vodka? form. Vodka? Like what's, what's the line? <laughs> but no oil, no oil, no salt, like, you know, no deep no. frying. Like, so you could cut them up into chips and put them in the oven. You know what I mean? But there would be no oil or salt. So it's just potatoes no. oh, in no. all of their varieties without any kind of like add-ons. Basically, it's potatoes yeah. in its most boring form. Like, mm-hmm. is it like yeah. the fact that no oil or anything? That's not even a chip. That's just a potato in a nice, yeah. funny shape. In <laughs> you know a, know exactly. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Potatoes are amazing, but they're mostly just a really good vessel for other stuff. Yes. On their yeah. own. Oh yeah. Sad. Exactly. Very sad. <laughs> exactly. Listen, so Kara, what, since you know a bit about our diets, and I cannot believe I've just enough got that. Enough about us. Yeah, enough about us. I can't believe I just got that, that exclusive from Connor. I've never heard that story before. Um, Kara, what diets have you attempted in the past? All of them. Oh, good. I mean, every single one. Um, the worst one being the one that I did before I decided, right, enough's enough. The last one I did was something called paleo. Have you ever heard of that? I believe we call it paleo, paleo in here. Our side yeah, I initially the... was like, oh, paleo. oh maybe, I, no, maybe I'm saying it wrong. I could be saying it wrong. I don't care. Well, that's it's why it's it like didn't work. it's supposed to be in the back of my memory now. So, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saying it wrong. That's why the that's why. I mean, it that's didn't why. Work. Yeah, yeah. I'll go and say it three times again in the mirror, and then <laughs> yeah. it will all be okay. Yeah, I always used to say um, Weight Watchers. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it never worked for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, so no, that was the worst one. It's like I think people refer to it as like the caveman diet. Yes. Yes. So yeah. unless you could sort of forage for it, forget it. You're not having it. But um, that was the worst one because it just absolutely made me terrified of all food. Mm. Really? It's just awful. Yeah, oh. yeah, because they're so they get you by kind of saying, okay, obviously our bodies are not meant to consume all of this processed stuff. So unless you can basically go and catch it, kill it forage yeah. for it mm-hmm. don't put it anywhere near your body and you kind of think okay I can I can do meat and veg basically yeah I remember once I was in the supermarket this is the thing this is the thing that had me realizing I was losing my mind because I was spending so long in the supermarkets just figuring out what exactly I could have oh yeah I picked up a packet of ham one day thinking okay ham's meat right yeah packet of ham should be okay I thought well I'll just check I'll just flip the little packet and check the ingredients and there was sugar in it and I was like, dun, dun, dun. This is an absolute no-no. But then I was also so shocked and upset. I mean, I almost threw like a child's paddy in the middle of the supermarket. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No! And then I was also like looking around for someone to talk to, which is not me at all. See, that's how I knew I was going loopy. I don't, I don't really enjoy talking to people, strangers. If they come up to me and start giving me their life story, I'm like, nope. No, that's you. a good sign for this interview. <laughs> Enjoy talking just, to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but I know planned. what you mean. This is yeah, fun. Yeah. But yeah, but I was looking around like, guys, can you can you believe this? There's like there's sugar in ham. Can you believe are you are you getting this? And I was like, what are you doing? Why is this why are you freaking out? It was so weird. Yes, it's just just an awful, awful diet to be on. But it's it just shows as well, like probably your preoccupation with like being with food. And then when you find out something that is quick and easy isn't allowed, you're like, Yeah, you have a breakdown. I'd love to see a study done on how long the average person spends in a supermarket versus a person who's on a diet. Mm. Because 
Yeah. You have yeah. to check every single food and ingredient that goes into your basket. And it's just messed yeah. with your head. I was just thinking afterwards, if there's someone in like, you know, in a room at the top of Sainsbury's or whatever, watching the CCTV, like there's a woman acting suspiciously in the ham aisle. <laughs> like, because it was just there, just going nuts over this freaking packet of ham. Like, it's just, you must look like such a weirdo compared to everyone else. Everyone's I... just grabbing their stuff and you're there scrutinizing every label. Can I ask, like, when did you start dieting yourself? Like, was it a lifelong kind of thing or was it at a certain age? Yeah, I think I was, I was definitely, I was still in primary school when I became aware of like what you eat affects how you look and how you look is apparently the most important thing about you. So yeah, there was definitely, um, there was definitely stuff going on there, but I was, we grew up like with not very much money. So but our household was always quite restricted with food anyway, because we sort of had to be. Um, but then that was always painted as such a good thing. Like, well, it's good that you're still hungry after dinner because that means you're not going to get fat and stuff right. like that. So yeah. the messages were always there. When it comes to like doing a signing up to like a formal diet, um, I think I was probably about 12, 13. Wow. And I tried to get an older friend of mine to like help me because obviously I didn't have any money at that age to try and help me like subscribe to stuff or you know, I think she had like a Weight Watchers pack and she was like, okay, well, you can just, I'll give you the info and you can just, you know, follow along and stuff. It's just, yeah, not good. Can I yeah. ask as well, like what was your sort of anti-diet moment or the moment that kind of made you say like enough is enough or to lean more into the anti-diet space? So I, aside from, you know, going wild over ham in the supermarket, <laughs> um, I, there were a few things like there were red flags all over the place with this last diet. It's like you, you ignore all the physical symptoms, right? Yeah. Because you're starving, you're in pain because you're so hungry, you're tired, you have no energy, but they always tell you like, oh, that's just the toxins screaming on their way out. You're supposed <laughs> to feel in pain. And you're like, yeah, okay, now I get this. This is good. This is good pain. And you try and power through. And then they get you and they say like, and you'll realize if you reintroduce some of the stuff we told you you can't have, you'll feel really crap. And you do, because if you do ever go back to that stuff after having not eaten for ages or not eaten properly, then you either overindulge or your body's just like, oh, what is this? And so you feel crap for a different reason. And then you start to believe it. You're like, yes, they're right. I am definitely allergic to sugar. and grains and all of this stuff mm. I started thinking okay aside from the physical stuff mentally I was having wild thoughts like I, I wasn't pregnant I didn't have my kids then um but I started thinking oh if I have kids I think I'm gonna have to tell them they are allergic to sugar so that they don't eat sweets sure. and wow. stuff like this yeah, and then yeah. I thought that's not okay that's really not okay to yeah. be thinking like that but I was so terrified I was so terrified of all these foods mm. I thought I can't have my kids eating this stuff that is so impure because it, yeah. it was it was very like you know make your body a temple and rid it of all the horrible stuff and set up um, your and life I was like, in a way that you like a diet will always work for you so much to the point that you're like yeah. how can I indoctrinate my kids from like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah yeah, and they also I also all very almost went down like an anti-vax route as well because it all sort of linked in. It was like, right. you know, you don't know what you're ever putting in your body. Don't trust anyone. Only trust us. And this community was very culty, really. Um, and I started to think, 
no, 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 can't be going down that road. That's so interesting, the kind of link that is definitely, you've just brought it up. It's like, actually, you know, when a truth hits, and you're like, yeah. but like the fact that, yeah, of course, people who are very strict about like what they eat in terms of like, you know, the all the wellness messaging, like, oh, you can't let all this bad stuff into your body. And it's, you know, you're killing your kids if you give them a grain of sugar or whatever. And of course, that would lead into a sort of anti-vax mm. mindset. It actually makes so much sense. Yeah. It's the same type of even messaging, wording. We don't know what's in this. It could hit our bodies. And, and I always think like, whenever people say this, I'm like, Do you know, like my parents are like in their 60s and 70s and going strong. And like, they were brought up essentially on whatever you can give them to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I always think we're not looking actually at other people, but we still weirdly take in this messaging and go like, of course, yeah. like sugar is the worst thing in the world. And I'm like, well, like my my granddad lived till 93 and like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He probably, you know what I mean? Like he was, he was eating sugar left, right and centre. Like his bowl of Weetabix was 90% sugar and then one Weetabix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it's very interesting that you made that link. And can I ask, right, so I know online you've mentioned that you suffered in the past from binge eating disorder. Um, would you mind describing kind of what binge eating disorder was like for you? And do you think it was kind of linked from obviously years of dieting? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the the whole dieting and, and and being obsessed with with body image was definitely sort of a gateway into it. I think it then evolved into like a coping mechanism for so much other stuff. Um, because yeah, it's that it's that thing of like you kind of there's so many different parts to it. But a couple of the things are you know when you when you eat to excess to the point where you're in physical discomfort, mm-hmm. it's like it gives you a physical pain to focus on that then kind of distracts you or the idea is that it will distract you from any other upset you're feeling. Um, and then also just the thing of like, you feel the body shaming coming from all different angles, like, you know, possibly your parents or peers, media, all the rest of it. And I think it's kind of like, you want to have some of that control back for yourself. So it's like, well, if I eat to excess and I call myself a fat pig, yeah. then I'm in control of it and I, it, it's me doing it. And so it kind of creates or, you know, you feel like it's going to create this barrier. It doesn't. It just, you know, it keeps you trapped in this horrible cycle. But, um, but yeah, it definitely started off, started off from like dieting and then just diets not being sustainable. Yeah. And then you just end up, you know, you see a packet of crisps and before you know it, you've eaten the whole multi-pack yeah. because you're just like, I'm never going to get these again. Yeah. And you go into this frenzy. And yeah, so yeah, dieting definitely contributes to it and in the worst, the worst way. And how did you find like, you know, because you've mentioned that that was in the past, like how did you find a kind of way through the, the binge eating disorder? The first, the first thing is when I, when I found, basically I found uh, someone online whose name, their name I suppose was deliberately similar to Paleo Paleo. Yeah. Um, I think the page was called Go Kaleo. And she was talking about, you know, diets don't work and throwing out studies about how, you know, it's all just one big con, basically. And from that, I then sort of learned more and more and then started to think like the whole body image thing. Why? Why is being slim or a certain body shape and size presented as the ideal? Where did that Mm -hmm. come from? Yeah. Why are we all doing this? It was a bit like I always liken it to sort of being unplugged from the matrix. You're like, hang on. (laughs) Who, where, 
Yeah. Who actually told me like this was law? Like <laughs> we have to follow this. Yeah. And then from that, loads of stuff started to unravel. And once I was able to kind of get away, slowly get away from the obsession with body image and not having to be so caught up in literally everything I put in my mouth, um, that then made everything else kind of ease off. Mm. So it's all, yeah, it was all connected. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just weird how you kind of get caught up in this stuff. It's so normal. Yeah. Everyone's doing it. Anyone who doesn't have weight loss as an ultimate goal is seen as a complete weirdo. Like, why would you not? You know, it's just, Absolutely. it's so easy to get caught up in. It really is. And I think what you're talking about with the Matrix, it's so funny when you, when the, the it's like a light switching on. <laughs> and when that light switches on, you start to notice the the language that people use in everyday life and the compliments people give and, you know, the way people talk about um, other people's bodies. Even I'm like, yeah. even if it's a compliment, I actually now kind of refuse to comment on someone's body. I, I'm just like, yeah. because first of all, I always think if you compliment someone on a weight loss, whether and if it's intentional, even especially if it's intentional, I don't want to comment and give a compliment because if that person and when that person gains weight, which we all will up and down in our lives, regardless mm-hmm. of if you're dieting or not, our bodies fluctuate. They are going to remember the compliment they got when they were slimmer and go, yeah, I better get back to that. Because if they, if the next yeah. time I see them and I don't compliment them, that's going to mess with their heads. So, yeah. And it's such a small thing, but it's because I've had that in the past where if I'm like, even if it's like I've put on two pounds, the next time someone doesn't compliment me, I'm like, well, obviously the time before was when I was at my best and I have to be at that all the time. Um, But when you do start noticing how we compliment people for being smaller, it's actually just bonkers. (laughs) It feels insane. Like, yeah. Uh, It's just, and it's like, you may as well sort of say like, well done for conforming. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, but it, and then everyone internalizes it and and puts it on their own body. I, I I lost a lot of weight for my wedding, and then obviously rapidly put it back on afterwards. And I did, and I but I actually had people saying to me, "Oh, you know, it's a shame. You look so good in your dress." <gasps> oh, thanks. Like, and it's like, okay, I know, but you know, let's not focus on the fact that I'm now a lot fatter because that's really oh my god fucking with me. But yeah, yeah. But it's but people think it's a normal thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, so much stuff is actually so rude, and people just think, "Well, everyone talks about weight loss. Yeah, everyone talks about it. Yeah. Like you go out to eat, it's like, oh, should I have dessert? Am I and I gonna, am I going to be naughty and all that sort of? It's just it's everywhere. It's what everyone says all yeah. of the time, and so it's hard to get away from it. Yeah, and I, you know, it's interesting because um, I sort of now find that I'm going away on a girls weekend so I'm very excited they know if they're listening you know who you are but I come (laughs) into it as a person who's the biggest in the group right and I have to stop myself from checking what they're eating all the time should I be eating what they're eating I don't want to see and yeah I'm going on a weekend away you know the pandemic I've survived a pandemic of a year and a half and yeah you know luckily so other people haven't been as lucky and yet the first thing coming into my mind is now, am I going to look terrible in these photos? Should I be, you know, should I be actually eating what they're eating? Because they're smaller people than me. So maybe I'm wrong. Like it's a, and I, and by the way, these friends love me. Like I, I know they don't. Do they though? 
If you're listening, if you're listening, uh, Grace's yeah, friends, yeah, yeah. do you really? <laughs> yeah, in all fairness, Connor's not coming on this trip. You can tell why. Okay, I see why I'm not invited. <laughs> but okay. it is that mentality of I'm so afraid of someone mentioning weight or weight loss or like mm. the appearance that I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go. It's such a weird yeah. way of thinking. Totally. I'm Trevor. I'm Ed. And I'm Andrea. And we are The The Sinistream Club, where we take a movie that society deems a classic and put it to the Sinistream test. Where we ask all the tough questions like, does this movie make any sense? Why isn't Tom Hanks in this movie? How many sandwiches are in this film? What kind of watches are people wearing? Was that sex scene really necessary, says my mother? What trivia does Trev know in Trev's Trivia? What trivia do I know? In Trev's trivia. That's what I said. I, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All these questions and more will be answered every fortnight in the Cine Stream Club. Available from wherever you get your podcasts. And the Headstuff Podcast Network. We're going to play one of your brilliant uh, OBCC sketches. Can you explain to listeners how you, how the sketches came about and like how you came up with them? So I, when I, when I was rejecting diet culture, I said I I managed to sort of find my way, tumbling away from being obsessed with body image and stuff. And I started to think like, it, it was, I had that thing of like, now I need to unplug everyone else from the matrix. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm, I want everyone to see that these beauty ideals are bollocks. Yeah. It's rubbish. So people make them up and they change them all the time. Yeah. And you're never going to be good enough no matter what. And I was like, so just stop, stop wasting time and energy doing this. Um, so there was that in the back of my mind. And then I joined TikTok in lockdown, as did most sad older millennials. <laughs> <laughs> Same. And uh, yeah, try to keep up with the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I saw, I, there was obviously quite quickly found, because the way the algorithm sort of shows you what, what you're yeah. obviously interacting with and stuff. So I quickly found my way onto like uh, larger creators and a lot of them doing body positivity stuff. Yeah. And the trolling that I saw was just insane. Like yeah. it was just, and I just thought, aside from obviously being horrible bullies and just wanting to ridicule people, why is it, how is it that we've got to this point where bullying fat people is seen as so acceptable? Yeah. Like, oh, well, you're fat, so you, you're setting yourself up for this. Yeah. Like, that's the attitude that so many people had. So I was like, right, I'm going to try and tackle both of these things at once. Like, try and sort of say to people, like, you don't have to be part of this. And you don't, even if you're not a fat person, you don't have to kind of perpetuate it with this constant narrative that fat people are bad, yeah. right? So I just thought, you know what, a good way to do it, a good way to be like a sort of set up a helpline where I'm talking to a troll or someone who's, you know, not, you know, not being very nice. Um, and so, yeah, that's where it started really. Um, and then I did one and people liked it and wanted more. So then that was it. I just did more and more and there will be more to come. Hello, you're through to the OBCC overweight bitches content creators helpline. How may I help? Someone on TikTok displaying signs of happiness despite Having a larger body again, I see. Oh, let's have a look. Uh, it says here you've signed up to our patriarchal beauty ideals plan. Are you sure you're so happy with that? Yeah, it's just lots of people have upgraded already um, as they found that plan quite constricting. Uh, between you and me, the company founders do like to move the goalposts a lot. So it is hard to keep up. 
No, you're happy with your existing plan and the daily misery it causes? Fair enough. Oh, you'd like everyone else moved back onto the old plan so they can be miserable too. Ah, I'm afraid we can't help you there. Uh, have you tried giving less of a shit about what others do? Tried a bit of trolling to make yourself feel better? Oh, you have and it doesn't work. Okay, well, look, we're here for you if you want to upgrade, love, anytime. In the sketch, I think, when you are breaking down what people are saying, like how ridiculous yeah. it is that you're upset that someone is just living their life. This affects you yeah. in no way that someone's living their life. Yeah. But it also kind of brings back to the point of the Matrix thing. It's because I think people are so used to this weight loss mm. is everything. You're going to get complimented if you lose weight. That's the standard. This is the ideal. That when you see someone who just is like, actually, do you know what? Like, I don't, I'm not going to be part of this. I'm not playing. Yeah, I'm not playing yeah. anymore. Hey, people get angry. They get so angry. They really do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of the some of the trolls that I've had, um, and I, I'm a bit like I do like to play with them sometimes <laughs> and wind them up. They'll they'll come, they'll they'll just rock up and be like, you know, you're fat, right? I'm like, Wow. Yes, congratulations, your eyeballs work. And what? And they're like, and there's you can see, you can just picture them behind their keyboards, like, no, no, she doesn't get it. Oh my god. Yeah. She doesn't understand yeah. her place in society. She should feeling like shit yeah and then they just and so they carry on like but you're gonna die and and you're just like okay and what does that have to do with you do you need to pay my funeral costs I don't think so why are you bothered and then they're just they just keep coming because they're like no she doesn't get it I've got to put her back in her place and it's like no you don't dude just have a hobby go and do something else yeah why are you so bothered but I think it's because they need that to feel that their place within society is secure right I'm like I'm here fat people should be here everyone Mm -hmm. should know their place and if fat people are suddenly like I'm not playing this game it's like no 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 whoa 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 you're disturbing the equilibrium yeah it's and and people freak out also for people who have been you know sort of who've grown up to believe that it's not okay for them to be fat yes that when they see someone else going actually it is okay for me to be uh, fatter to you know exercise how I want to eat how I want and not have the ultimate goal of just being thin all the time when they see that they go whoa no that's not okay because that's not how I've yeah. lived the past yeah. 20 30 40 years yeah. whatever you know yeah also you know body positivity and you know health at every size these are relatively new terms mm. like the coming into the mainstream they've been on the sidelines mm. for a long time you know anything that's new causes anger yeah. causes fear yeah. and people resist like people just go like yeah. no that's not how I was brought up like you know and you're like well yeah. it's gonna hopefully and with the new generation coming up I do think it's gonna be yeah. more accepted and everything like that but like no wonder there's resistance to it because it's like yeah it's new you're just scared yeah <laughs> you're terrified of what's you're growing- new. exactly you're growing up and you kind of have this like unwritten rule book of stuff like this, this was the thing for me with weight loss it's like who started this? What, where did it, where is it written in stone that we have to always be losing weight? Yeah. And it's like, that's the thing. You're challenging those rigid kind yeah. of rules that don't really need to be there. And people, people are like, no, 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 no. Because I'm being a good person and performing. And how dare somebody be allowed to not do that? It's not fair. Yeah. I'm over here working my ass off to stick within the parameters. 
and you think you can just be over there outside of them like it's just yeah yeah it's it's that's where I think a lot of the hatred comes from it's a social contract almost that you're breaking and actually yeah. I saw a very good TikTok story I'm also the young <laughs> I'm in with the young kids but um a TikTok story of a um a fat woman who was talking about have you ever had the experience where you're out with a kind of more maybe the, and I'm using air quotes here, conventionally attractive friend, which is basically a smaller person. Mm. And um, they're used to being flirted with. They're used to all this sort of stuff. And you get, a guy comes up to you first, which is the fat person. And he flirts yeah. with you and he wants to go out with you. And how angry that makes your friend. How, and not even angry. I And I have had this experience before where they're like, that's just mad like that he just he just yeah. came up to you like do you know him or it's yeah. like this weird thing where they're like they don't want to be angry because I know yeah. but, but they're like yeah, but exactly. I'm the person who's smaller so I should be the one who yeah. gets the guy first over you and so that is that sort of like even from in the most well-intentioned people and yeah. the people who might love you as a human being they still can't get their head around this because it's a social contract yeah. that everyone has gotten yeah. involved in yeah you're sold the lie that being slim entitles you to so much. Oh, yeah. And that, and not just that, it entitles you to so much, but then anyone who doesn't conform won't be getting those things. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and that it, that's where it sets you up. It's like, here's your reward and fat people don't get that. So then when the, people see fat people getting attention when they're on a night out or just being treated like a human being or loving themselves, yeah. then it's like, no, that wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. Well, I, no, you didn't work hard for this. I've worked hard for it. Yeah. Well, how, why are you getting the same stuff? Like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, I haven't had a carb in three months and I'm not happy. Yeah. And now seeing you happy <laughs> is maybe even more unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. As you're talking about um, even some of the trolls being people who might previously have been bigger people as well, or maybe as kids mm. were bigger people. This is, I find a lot of the of uh, people who have um, maybe fat phobia are ones who maybe when they were younger had more weight on them or something like that. Yeah. This brings us kind of into the fitness industry. Um, a lot of people with maybe disordered eating or disordered eating habits or kind of disordered fitness habits, I suppose, end up going into fitness industries and um, diet industries. Mm. You did a great story on kind of toxic diet and fitness industries in response to a very problematic personal trainer account that was essentially bullying, you know, people pretending to be kind of like health concerns yeah. for fat people. I won't mention their name, but like just even, if we could even just talk about that, um, the sort of like... Every, as you say now, the the standards are changing all the time when it comes to beauty. But even with um, now, like people don't want to say straight away, oh, it's weight loss. But actually it still is, yeah. but it's a different kind of packaging um, to weight exactly. loss. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They're just rebranding, aren't they? To jump on the latest, you know, whatever they see is, is the current thing. And yes, people are moving away from weight loss, but there's still a lot of narrative around health and um and people are sort of incorrectly linking that to your body size still. So that's why the weight loss aspect is still there. It's like, no, 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 change your lifestyle. Just be healthy. Yeah. Um, and then they'll, po- they'll post it before and after. So-and-so lost six inches yeah. around the belly. And yeah. it's like, you're still doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I, and I think a lot, a lot of these fitness professionals, I think they go, they go into this thinking that, Um, Because like, again, it's so normalized, right? All of this talk around fit exercise and dieting and stuff. And I think 
it's a way for people to sort of connect even more and be even more sort of surrounded by it. Like, yes, I'm surrounded by like-minded people who are 24 seven in the gym. Mm -hmm. And, and now I can sort of make other people come around to my way of thinking and also be 24 seven in the gym. Um, and so, yeah, I think a lot, a lot of, a lot of, uh, not all, there are some lovely fitness professionals, but I oh, think yeah. there's a lot of them are there, who are just projecting their own shit. There's Connor again. <laughs> <laughs> Connor's little devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. Are there though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's, I think a lot of it is just them projecting their own, their own stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's actually, that's very true about the, you know, there's a lot of great fitness industry people out there. You know, we oh, all yeah. know that. Like, but I think it, even it's hard for maybe them to even quantify that they still are looking for that ideal. The ideal, once again, quote, yeah. in quotations, yeah. of what the body should look like. So when a, a person who doesn't look like that comes in and they're training and they actually might be getting great health benefits from just whatever exercise they're doing and maybe their mindset, if they're not getting to that ideal, you know, yeah. the fitness expert might think that they're failing. And I've mm -hmm. had that before where I'm yeah. like, yeah. you know, as much, it's not focused on actual overall health as much as it is the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. They want those tangible, visible results so that they can say, look what I did for this person. That's it because yeah. it's, especially in the social media era where everything is visual, mm, <clears throat> you know, yeah. weight loss, it's a very easy thing to look at. They were big. Now they're small. You know, there's just something that just <laughs> yeah. resonates with our brains. You go, yeah. oh, wow, they were big. Yeah. Now they are small as opposed to they were yeah. sad. Now they're happy. It's like it's kind of hard to quantify yeah. Yeah. that and hard to see that. So it just but we bought yeah. into it so much. Like even, you know, we still see people's before and after photos knowing what we know about the anti-diet world. We still see people's before and after photos. And nine times out of ten, you go, oh, geez, look, they lost a lot of weight. Fair play to them. And it's like, wait a <laughs> <Yeah>. minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. yeah. I always, I actually, uh, one example is uh, Lena Dunham recently got married. Um, well done, Lena, if you're listening. I know Ooh. you're not. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> she is, uh, her. you know, she's a lot bigger than she was before. Um, if anything, mm. she's kind of, I think, at her, what I like to call happy weight, which is like the weight that probably she was always meant to be, but ha okay. was fighting. Yeah. And she talked about people's reactions to her mm. photos of... Um, her wedding and she had three different dresses um, and I just thought she said like people who when she first did girls made fun of her body mm. even though it was smaller because it was bigger than what we were mm. used to are now like yeah. look how much worse she looks than then she's like you were giving out to me before when I looked yeah. like that now yeah. I look like this yeah. and you're still giving out to me and she's like and I'm the happiest I've ever been and that is I love that your your photos on your Instagram, you put up photos of when you were before your wedding in particular and you were mm. obviously in a very diet mentality. You were really struggling and then you put up photos of you now and you're just like glowing and you're just like, you know, beaming with happiness and you're like, why is yeah. this seen as like a sort of failure because I'm a bigger person? Yeah. Yeah. I can see the difference in the photos. Like the, the smiles were never real before. I was always... Because even though, you know, you might be having a good time and you're smiling or whatever, you've still got, when you're having a picture taken, you've got in your head, how's this going to look? Yeah. How's oh, this yeah. going to look? Yeah. Is the camera going to add 10 pounds? Yeah. Am I standing at the right angle? Mm -hmm. All of that stuff's going through your head behind the smile. Yeah. You're kind of like moving your body in this really awkward way. <laughs> um, but then now I'm just like, I don't care. Like yeah. if I'm slouching, you know, especially when I had kids as well, like 
my, my husband's terrible at taking pictures, but you know, I'd be like sprawled out on the sofa in my pajamas, like baby stick down me or whatever, belly rolls hanging out mm. and all the rest of it. But like now I can look at it and be like, it's just a picture of me and my kid. Yes. And it's lovely. Yeah. There's no kind of like, oh my God, like don't ever take a picture with me like that anymore. Like it's just yeah. me and my kid and my newborn. Like that's just, and it's lovely. And now I have a picture of that and there's no kind of, you know, self-consciousness. Whereas a lot it. of people would avoid getting that photo because, oh, well, don't mm-hmm. take a photo of me now because I've you know just had a child and I'm not at my goal weight. Like, but then yeah. five, 10 years down the line, you go, oh, fuck, I wish I had that nice picture yeah. of yeah. me and my newborn child. Like, you know. I would love to know actually yeah. how many women, because obviously right after birth is that real nice patriarchal time when it's like, hey, have you lost that baby weight yet? <laughs> um, yeah. Have you kept it tight, even though you're after pushing a human out of you? But um, I think that like, I wonder how many women have not taken photos with their All of them. baby. With their, but you know, <laughs> all women. But lots, um, lots. But a lot of like, you know, at certain yeah. ages, because they're not willing to be in the photo yet and how sad that is because totally. like yeah. you know the last thing but also just who cares in general but even just you're so right about photos like even at this weekend I was like throwing shapes like a weird like sort of lobster person <laughs> trying to like make my arms <laughs> stick out in weird way like none of it was real <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah and yet I'll look at photos of my mom and dad my dad in particular like can't pose god bless him um to save his life and i'm like i just see my lovely dad who i'm like oh doesn't he look great he's like smiling really yeah. ha- happy and yeah. healthy and i'm like why can't i see that in myself when i'm doing these weird yeah. sort of like america's next top model smizing shapes you know yeah i think that kind of posing to kind of affect your jawline and the yes. way you look i think that is actually a very kind of interesting modern phenomenon where yes. at the time of taking the photo we think we look fat we feel fat yes and then we pose in an interesting way to hide our double chin or to hide the belly yeah. or whatever then you look at that photo like a year two three years later and you go holy shit i actually look pretty thin yeah you know, yeah even though yeah. you may be the same weight you may be heavier you may be yes yeah yes. because you have manipulated <laughs> your, your body your to look different I think it's a very yeah. modern thing like because we didn't have that sense yeah. of like constant kind of reflection on our images like you know yeah. 20 yeah. 30 years ago you know yeah. it's just yeah. and all of the images I, I could not stress this enough I follow another TikTok person god I, I literally all my <laughs> research comes from TikTok um, <laughs> but it's so uh, it's so easy to digest Um Oh yeah, but she goes through all the editing that like influencers do and everything right. like that, and it's yeah. no, so no one looks like this. That's what what yours even say. No. no one even looks like this. The standard we are trying to yeah. get doesn't exist, and we're all chasing yeah. it, and it's so weird. And then when like yeah. I'm the same now. I try not to use any filters as much as I like. Listen, the, sometimes I'm like, let's go nuts, mm-hmm. but like happy birthday, Grace. <laughs> but you know, most of the time no makeup or whatever, and I'm like, am I wrong? Because everyone else is doing yeah. it a different way. Um, listen, yeah. we, I, you've given us so much time already, but I just wanted to bring up one other topic. Um, you mentioned plus-size fashion before as well online. And uh, right. you said that like a lot of plus-size fashion just seems to be sort of like, it's like covering people, like like plus-size people yeah. with like a tent from the neck down sort of thing. Sort of basically shapeless. Do you think this is kind of still the case? Or if you see, do you feel like you've seen any progress coming with plus-size fashion? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, it's a great mean, interview. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a bit. Yeah. A bit. A little bit. But the 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 thing is, first of all, if you have like if you have a designated plus size outlet, yeah, the designs are still really awful. Yeah. 
right? And it's just all like stars or Disney or oh, like it's really quite yeah. juvenile, which is, it's really, it kind of just plays into that whole thing of like fat people are just are just not very bright because obviously if they were bright, then they would yeah. they would know how to lose weight. So obviously they're a bit childlike. So obviously they're the sort of person that's going to want to walk around with Disney ears on and stuff. It's like... Really? Or, you know, and don't get me wrong. Look, I've got Winnie the Pooh pajamas. I do love a bit yeah. of Disney, but you know, <laughs> it's just when you're seeing that over and over and it, and it's just everything looks like pajamas. Everything yeah. is, and the cold shoulders, everyone talks oh, about that. There's Jesus. Yeah. Like, okay, fatties, you can show a little <laughs> bit of less, just a little bit. That, that slim shoulder <laughs> we'll of yours. You that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah. sexy shoulder. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, not the under bit though, because that's the swingy yeah. bit, just the nice little smooth top bit, oh. just that bit there. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. So it's not good. And then, you know, people have been crying out for ages. We just want the same clothes that straight size yeah. people have, but in a bigger size. Please yeah. just give us that. And if they do that, then there's like three in stock yeah. in a size 20 or whatever. And it sells those really quick. Million yeah. size 12s. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's and it sells out quickly, but I think they just they never stop yeah. as many as the straight sizes either. And it's wild when you think, like in the UK, I think the average uh, female body size is like sixteen, eighteen. Yeah. That's like the average now. Yeah, and yet that's still considered plus size, and you know, there's less stock of it. And yeah, so no, I I think what a lot of brands have tried to do is look size inclusive, but they're not really. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yes, let's employ a plus size model. Well, it's still like a size 16 with a very hourglass figure who's like eight foot tall. Yeah. So obviously everything looks amazing on them. Um, You know, they're not they're not really sort of going as far as they could into body diversity. But yeah. And another point I've seen. Yeah. Another point I've seen made is that a lot of the time in the shop, they won't stock the size 20, but online they will. So it's almost like. Yeah. Hey, non-person we don't consider human, <laughs> you can use online, yeah, but exactly. not in shop. Don't exactly. show your face in our store. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're trying yeah. to say. It's so true. That though. is exactly yeah, it. Yeah. That is exactly it. Yeah. And also, as, yeah. as you said, like one thing I noticed as well, it's just so desexualizing. Like, yeah. it's like actually, it's like infantilizing because it's all kind of children's clothes yeah. for, for adult yeah. people. God. And then it's really desexualizing where it's like, you're not allowed yeah. to have the sexy, slim clothes that all the thin people have. You get to have like, basically look like, a, have a moo-moo. And you're like, no, I want to, yeah. I want to have the, and you yeah. know what's so funny? Sometimes I find as well, uh, no, I know it's a bit, uh, probably the opposite, but like, sometimes I find that like, um, when I go to the plus size section, um, that like, some of the clothes, it's a lot of like wrap dresses, I notice, but like yeah, <laughs> loads of wrap dresses. But some of the clothes I'm like, oh, it's like they've kind of taken into account that women have breasts. So like actually mm. those are the kind of the clothes that I want because even the under, like if you go like a size 14 or under, it's like they just don't want women to have any breasts. I'm literally like, or wear a yeah. bra. Yeah. Like, so it's a weird thing where it's like, sometimes I'm like, it's like if we could mesh this all together, and yeah. realize that people come in many shapes and sizes. We could really have such amazing fashion out there for everyone. Yeah. Why are they going out of their way to make it so difficult for fat yeah. people? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. But uh, that's the whole thing. They just they think it's easier to try and get people to slim themselves down to what is the norm rather than accommodating everyone. Yeah. Which, you know, 
would be much nicer. Much, much nicer. Um, well, Cara, I think that's all the questions we have for you today. But like, thank you so, so much, so much. for joining us. You're just yeah, fantastic. No I just want yeah. to mention your uh, Cara underscore McBee on Instagram. Um, so please, yeah, all of our right. listeners, go check her out on her amazing. If you want to see more of her uh, and hear more of her OBCC um, sketches and just all of you, you've got so many great um, saved stories that have just uh, so many topics that really hit home at me. Um, do you have anything else you want to plug, Cara, or anything like that on our show? Um, no, not really. Just that. <laughs> it's just me on just just me existing on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, yeah, while just go and still check have it out. You, I wanted to just um, see. Do you have any kind of like resources or people or books or documentaries in this kind of space that have inspired you that you think me and Grace might like or that our listeners might get something out of? The the I definitely would suggest in terms of that because a lot of the time, you know, you try and move into that body positivity space and people, you know, deny that being fat is healthy and or could be healthy and all this stuff. So I definitely recommend following. I mean, I get most of my. I absorb most of my stuff from social media anyway, but I definitely would suggest uh, following at Fat Doctor UK and yes, yeah. Dr. Joshua Woolrich because it's really good to listen to people who are genuine medical yes. professionals who are debunking all of this stuff um, because then it just gives a validity to the fact that, yes, you are allowed to exist in a fat body and not have people constantly telling you that you're going to die very soon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's aside from just, you know, trying to make peace with your body having that someone in the medical field talking about it too I think is really important Brilliant. absolutely yeah and actually we're going to hope to try and get them on the show as well at some point but um, thank I you so said, much yeah. for that and just as well a thank you for you do you know even with those sketches and stuff you know putting out all this content online really is an education for so many people and thank you for doing it because it's very difficult like I know we were talking about trolls but like I don't know how you handle it all the time it it must be taxing on you so I hope you're doing great and I think you're doing fantastic work so thank you so much (laughs) thank you thanks for having me (laughs) okay that is of course Cara McBee that's Cara underscore M-A-C-B on Instagram go follow her now thank you for listening thanks for listening to this episode of Fad Camp As always, we want to thank our producer, Darren Lee. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show, and it would mean a lot to us. Make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media. Every listen helps. And we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So please get in touch with any of your diet stories on fadcamppodcast at gmail.com. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.